Lots of lots of big Marvel Phase Four news. Did you see that little article thing I sent you on Twitter? I think. Uh, you sent. Did you send me an article on Twitter? It might have been the the draft account. Oh, I assume I you read that. all of those that I send to that account only. You I think I that. did at Comic Con yesterday. But they just announced like all the all the movies and stuff that are coming up. Like at Comic Con yesterday. They had the cast of the next movie they're going to do, which is The Eternals. And Kumail Nagiani is actually a part of it, which is cool because he's funny and awesome. But I don't know anything about them, really. They're like space gods, basically. But he's going to be it, and so is uh, the one guy from Game of Thrones, who you probably... Did you ever watch the Red Wedding episode? Because it's like one of the most brutal, badass episodes. No. Okay. So that's the oldest Stark brother, and he gets killed in that episode. But uh, okay. yeah, if you're ever bored, you should go back and just find that episode specifically, because it's pretty badass. Is it better than the Night King? It's a much smaller scale battle. It's, it's like uh, they lure them in by pretending to be allies, and then they just fucking butcher all of uh, the Stark's army's men and women that are there. It's, oh. it's awesome. Okay. So wait, what's what's the thing called? The That's uh, the Marvel thing, the Eternals. Okay, I never heard and of. Then the they Eternals. announced they announced Copperhead from the Luke Cage show. He's going to be playing the new Blade. Uh, which there one's will be Copperhead? A new Blade movie. Is that the Cotton first season? First season. Cottonmouth, right? Cottonmouth was the Jamaican guy. Copperhead no, no, is the no. other one, right? Or am I switching? No, it? I think it's the other one. I think uh, I think you're not able to tell black people apart. <laughs> But no, Cottonmouth was the first one. Two stupid snake-named characters. <laughs> yeah. The guy no, from yeah, season uh, one, Marsala. Marsala, whatever his last name the, is. The guy, the guy from, from Moonlight. Uh, from Green Book, that guy. I don't know. What, oh, I didn't see that one. That was oh, the one you were okay, telling well. me about with like uh, racist Italians or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Viggo yeah. Viggo Mortensen? Was Viggo, Viggo Mortensen, yeah. Viggo Mortenstein. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dress up like him for Halloween. Okay, yeah. Oh, there's a, a new cell phone game for It's Always Sunny. <laughs> and really? Like, I haven't played it or downloaded it yet. I think it is free, but like the little trailer for it, because I had to watch like a free ad to get like more games or more shit on this one game I'm playing that I always play while we record these. But um, mm -hmm. during it, like Frank is talking to Dennis and just explaining how it's just a giant scam to get money off of idiots. <laughs> and so yeah. it... Sounds awesome, so I, I, I think I'm going to try it out, but I haven't okay. downloaded it yet. All right, I'm downloading it now. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that Trailer Park Boys game. Did I you think see that one? No, I, I think it's the Family Guy one where it was basically, they specifically tell you that the game only exists so you'll like keep doing microtransactions. Like, this is what it kind of feels like to me. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, super clear as shit with Frank just being like, yeah, yeah, it's all about making money off of the idiots <laughs> okay we're gonna we'll see about this one there's a new dr mario game too that's pretty fun on the phone really yeah oh it's for the phone yeah yeah so i mean you could download that and try it out it's pretty cool it's free i mean there's no i haven't run into any microtransactions yet but uh i haven't played it all that much i always loved tetris and this was just like the Poor man's Tetris. So yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's like a uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. 
Did you ever play that one? <laughs> no. That oh, one dude. sounds sad. <laughs> Have you played like a uh, Poyo Poyo Tetris? Do you know that game? Uh, no. Um, I played just... like all these shitty like new Tetrises that they keep releasing every like six years on a new system, like Tetris Unlimited or Tetris Ultra. Ultra, <laughs> I think was one of them. Like Tetris Adventure like, or whatever. Like yeah. after after like two years, they marked them down so drastically in the marketplace. I think I bought the one for like three bucks, and I was like, hey, "It's Tetris related. I'll fucking try it. Who cares?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This well, um, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is just Poyo Poyo Tetris but with like Sonic the Hedgehog side characters in it. It's pretty great. It was the greatest game on Sega Genesis. Oh man, that's old school right there. Yeah, they they had a uh, boss fight on that Sonic Mania game, and the boss fight was just playing Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine against the boss. It was amazing. It was the best boss fight. Nice. Yeah, it was really cool. That was a, that was a deep cut right there. <laughs> Are you ready to get started? think i am all right john tash oh shit yeah we get this long tonight just thought of that oh, um, is it ready i knew you're gonna ask about it but uh no it's not ready but i have i have i have a little bit though i just took what <laughs> i just did the vocal part so you, you can have a try you can uh, have a listen here sports talk that's <laughs> not quite done yet <laughs> you're just waiting to hear back from the nfl on fox's uh legal team yeah yeah sample <laughs> right cool, cool. i'm, I'm talking wait. with the lawyers yeah I'm talking with the lawyers to get yeah. the song i understand <laughs> fucking awesome yeah sports talk yeah. sports talk perfect it's gonna be good so far so far so i'm, good I'm excited it's perfect yeah yeah that's that's where i'm at so far we had better come up with like a, a random sports thing to mention the first day that, that song is actually available for us like it's gonna suck yeah. if it's like a slow no news week of sports <laughs> you report on like like the cricket championship <laughs> like or whatever, whatever like, is going on yeah there was yeah. a golf match game on that one time oh shit sports talk <laughs> there we go boom yeah all, all right. right let's 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 fucking do it john tesh play us in buddy mm. d burbank hit it Welcome everyone once again to Giraffes Have Black Tongs. I'm your host, Dave. I'm your other host, Donnie. You didn't applaud me. Oh, do you want the applause? Here, no, because no, you're going to fuck it up and do the wrong one because you always hit the wrong button. Because you're not that great of a production manager. <laughs> yeah, there we go. How's that one? That's better. It's better than nothing. I don't care. Okay, okay. Alright, so... This week, we are talking about comic books, we're talking about Murder Falcon, and Extermination, which did we say Extinction last week, or Extermination? You might have, I don't know if we said Extinction on the show, I remember that's what you were texting me at first, and I was only like half oh, reading fuck. what you yeah. sent me, so I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, you texted Extinction? That was, that, was, that was my fault, yeah, I thought it was Extinction. But uh, no, it's written in my notes. I, I wrote extermination last week. Yeah, once once I double checked what it was, I was agreeing to. I was like, wait, no, that's the wrong name. 
But there is an X Men book called Extinction, though, so Ooh, I guess uh, wasn't episode. that far off. Yeah, perhaps. And also, we're talking about Winona Earp, uh, the first episode. Did you watch Hellboy? I did. Okay, so we'll talk about that then later, too. And also, I got Marvel Ultimate Alliance, so we'll, we'll definitely, definitely have to about that. check in about that. And yeah. uh, San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend, so we'll talk about some of the stuff from that. Movie stuff. Disney Plus. Oh, nice. The only thing I heard was Joe Rogan was uh, talking shit about the Game of Thrones. Just because I'm still following that Game of Thrones subreddit with the memes. Why was Game of Thrones brought up? For like that spinoff show? I think so. I can't remember. I think Joe Rogan said something about, oh, it's not going to be as bad as season eight of Game of Thrones. He was just making the reference to like appeal to the Comic-Con crowd. Oh, Joe Rogan. Why is Joe Rogan at Comic-Con though? That's not exactly his scene. He's like the MMA. Oh, no, he was on the preacher panel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I think he was talking about, maybe he was comparing like the finale of Preacher or something. I'm not sure. (laughs) But something like that. That would make sense, I guess. Yeah, right. That's right. Preacher is coming soon. Um, Speaking of comic books and Comic-Con, we read some comic books. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it? Okay. (laughs) So, okay. What do you want to talk about first, though? I I guess you want to start out strong or you want to start out on a weaker note? Save the best for last or start Uh, strong? You tell me. Let's uh, let's start strong because I think I know which one it is. We're going fucking Falcon, my friend. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I just saw you're posting on Facebook about that too. Yeah, I immediately finished after finishing that. I I cannot recommend that book enough. Like I I later had a later on because I had some time after I finished it. I went through and read like a little like afterwards footnote that the author did, and I didn't realize it was just an eight part miniseries. So I guess there aren't. Yeah, he said. They might do something in the future. He wants to, but he didn't say there's anything for sure. So that part, that part was a little bit of a bummer. But man, this was such an awesome miniseries. I cannot recommend it enough. Everyone should check it out. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I wish it was a. I hope they do like a movie or something, like kind of like they did with uh, motherfuckers or uh, motherfuckers, like make an animated version of it. I want to see that because I think the the music would be really fucking cool. Yeah, that's that, what I hope for. Right, this is going to be the second time in the last like five months on this show that I've mentioned that one sh- okay Xbox 360 video game with uh, Jack Black as like the roadie and oh. like oh yeah, brutal legend, power of rock and roll. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I can never remember the name of it. But man, this like very early on in this with just like Jake shredding on the guitar, it reminded me exactly of that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, okay, so this this book is about a I don't know how old Jake is, the main character. How old is he, do you think? Is he like a twenties maybe? I don't know. Mid twenties to like maybe mid thirties, somewhere in that okay. ten year ballpark, I guess. Right, okay. Well anyway, um he's really good at playing guitar and he hasn't done it in a while. There's some uh demons that are breaking through into this world through a tear in the sky. And uh, they need to fight the demons with the power of metal. And so the this dude plays his guitar 
and that's where the uh, titular murder falcon comes from. He's uh, he lives in that guitar in the in the heavy, which reminds me of Swamp Thing and like the green. But I like the heavy way better. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's a way cooler sounding uh, residence. I think <laughs> it is. Yeah. So the heavy can connects all things metal, I guess. Just yeah, like, like the in green. the green, you're just hearing like plants <laughs> talk and like trees being like, "Oh yeah, it's a nice breeze today." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like it. But in the in the, in heavy, the heavy, you're hearing. Yeah, it's just corpse on repeat for like 17 yeah. months in a row. You're hearing Ronnie James Dio. Was that supposed to be him? As, <laughs> I, do so, like, yes. I do think so. Yes, I do think so. Okay. Because I wasn't, I, I, I didn't want to actually come out and say that like Ronnie James Dio is in there because like it looks so much like it's supposed to be him, but I don't know for sure. I think it's got to be. It's got to be. Like that's what I would want if I, you know, when I die, I want Ronnie James Dio to be my yeah, uh, your, Grim Reaper heavy coming to collect passenger. my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> want that. I need that. But uh, yeah, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, so they got to fight these demons by playing metal and the metal, their metal instruments like summon other like awesome metal imagery to help fight these demons. The bad guy, his name is Magnum Chaos, which is fucking brutal. That That's is an a awesome name. name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's way better than Murph. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I didn't like they were calling him Murph. Just call him Murder <laughs> Falcon. It yeah, sounds way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> And also, this this book is basically about getting the band back together, which we've been complaining about with comic book shows a lot. But uh, I, I kind of liked it in this one. Oh no, no, we've been we haven't been complaining about like getting the band back together. We've been complaining about like introductions and like slowly set up like, oh, you have you want to do good too? Okay, let's be a team. Like this one has some like <laughs> flashbacks to like the breakup of their band and like what caused these problems because. Jake's life was kind of falling apart because his wife had cancer. No, he but, had uh, cancer. Er, yeah. He had cancer and was getting sick. Like, slowly but surely, each issue, he has to recruit, like, a different member of his band to, like, come back and help him. Right. Yeah, like, his his best friend playing the bass, he plays this sacred bass guitar and, like, a mastodon comes out, which is awesome. Yeah. I like that mastodon. Yeah, I like how randomly, like, Murder Falcon just gets, like, punched so hard he flies through this little like underground cave and then out of yeah. nowhere at the last second before johan and uh jake get like smashed to death he's just on this fucking giant woolly mammoth mastodon it just like stabs the monster in the cave <laughs> with him and then the yeah. mammoth is just like hanging around behind their van the rest of the like comic just hanging out with them yeah right oh speaking of wait wait riding on mastodons uh, that's also in that video game isn't it don't you do that in that game? I think you do. Um, you probably do. I could see that being metal enough to make it into that game. <laughs> so, so that's the official like mascot animal is the woolly mammoth of heavy metal. I mean, there's there's the band Mastodon, so that could be just referencing that, which is easy because it's just an animal. There might have been a Mastodon song in Brutal Legend, but I I can't be sure. Oh, there was a Skeleton Witch song in Brutal Legend as well. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Shit, that's awesome. I think the song was something along, called something like, uh, uh, shit. Like Soul Thrashing Black Sorcery or something. It was like a really <laughs> fucking 
over the top name. So it's badass. But yeah, there was definitely a skeleton witch song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Okay, and then and then the drummer, she plays the drums and she like summons this giant Leviathan creature, which was pretty awesome. Uh also reminds me of Mastodon. I also like how she has like the Tommy Lee, like when you see Molly Crew live, like that weird drum setup where it'll sometimes like pick him up and sort of like yeah him over top the audience like yeah like he's playing upside down yeah yeah well that reminded me of a metalocalypse too the there was one episode where pickles is uh flying around on this jetpack with his drums for a concert and he's like too drunk and he ends up crashing and causing a bunch of like plane crashes and then he has to go to rehab (laughs) so oh that's the rehab that was a yeah the rehab one was great i love that episode (laughs) And he saves the day by drinking all the liquor and then killing the drum machine. But yeah, it reminded me a lot of that, too. Let's see. And then there was... Well, yeah, actually, a lot of like similar Metalocalypse imagery. Because like, at one point, the U.S. Army helps them by providing them with like a shitload of amps on a boat. They're like playing this awesome like metal concert on a boat with like all these like Mastodons, Leviathans, and demons fighting. It's great. Oh, and the they, there's this old guy. He gets a cowbell, which uh, what the <laughs> fuck was it called? Cowbell of Eternal Flames is what it was called. <laughs> and he just hits it, and like this stampede of uh, fucking bison just like fucking kill all the demons. It was great. Yeah, the old guy is suffering from Alzheimer's, and it's uh, Jimmy, the drummer lady's dad. Yeah. Aside from like the, like the funny jokes and like the cool violence and stuff throughout this, there is actually like a bunch of like kind of really touching moments too like all the yeah, stuff with is. her and her dad that was nice to see and then at the very end of course pre-deal. yeah yeah that was pretty yeah that was pretty sad so i want to talk a little bit about murder falcon as well murder falcon has a he reminded me a lot of the tick did you get a tick vibe from him i was thinking more of like cable but i could kind of see the tick yeah, well, I guess he has that robot arm. Like, yeah, that, that was the whole reason why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because he just kind of appears out of nowhere. He also has a Rambo headband. That's true. But no, the way the way he acted, he's like very optimistic and like positive. It reminded me a lot of the tick, like talking to Arthur. And also, I like when he drinks beer. He was also drinking manly beers. Yeah, lots, lots of uh, hanging out, drinking beers with uh, Jake. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I like that they're drinking beers. It is metal. <laughs> yeah, the, and I like all the lines about the metal, too. Like, at one point, Jake was like, I don't need weapons. I have metal. Yeah, and yeah. then he starts, like, there shredding was, There was a lot of cool. that. <laughs> a lot of one-liners. The power of metal fuels me. <laughs> it also fuels me. I agree with that. Don't thank me. Thank metal. Yeah. That, was, that yeah. might have been my favorite. That was great. <laughs> so, the name of their band, before they broke up... How do you pronounce it? Was it Bruticus? Okay. I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was supposed to be Bruticus or Bruticus. Oh, uh, I mean, there's two O's, so I think Bruticus. Okay. That's all I kept I think, I think it'd be one O if it was bro. Yeah. All right. So that's good. I learned how to read this episode. So. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Learned a lot. Finally. Oh, <laughs> so at one point they go to the, to a, uh, metal store which i really like a lot i really <laughs> wish we had metal stores 
But like they walk in and the two dudes working there are like, he's like, oh, dude, you can't say Saint Anger is a good album in this store. <laughs> yeah. Shitting on Saint Anger is always fun. No, no. He said you can't, you can't say that you thought it was a good album and actually work here. Yeah. Like you could, you could be a shopper because no one's going to stop you from buying a CD no matter how well, bad it is. Well, right. I mean, you I could do, buy, uh, yeah. I did like that little, this is when they're with Johan trying to find, like, he has a bass guitar already, but he has to find, like, a special bass guitar from, like, the the rock gods. And so they walk into this thing, uh, Murph has this little tracking device, so you can find, like, the special uh, instruments. It's called so the, they walk the into Shred the metal Detector. Shop. Yeah. The, <laughs> so so they walk name. in there. They walk in there and um, the two dudes in the store just kind of like sitting there at the front counter having this little discussion. They just walk straight past him. Murphy's like, there should be a, a entrance here. He just pushes a hole in the wall and they just go down this giant fucking cavern. And that's where that Mastodon fight area was. I love that part. Yeah, that part was really good. What do you think about Saint Anger? Is it your favorite Metallica album? I've never heard the whole thing. That was, kind of, that was kind of when I was out of Metallica at that point in time. Well, that's a good time to be out of Metallica, because it was fucking terrible. It's like the, the their snare drum in that episode was just like a trash can lid. It sounds awful, dude. Was a, that was a cool music video, though, where they're like in, in, <laughs> in the prison. prison or whatever, starting a pit. The prison, what? right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the video for St. Anger. Yeah, that's that's the only song I think I've heard off of that album because it was a single yeah. at least. I, I definitely never bought that album. Saint Anger, Romanic. That's the that one. song is really stupid. He never gets respect. He sure doesn't, or Saint Anger doesn't. I love how that's the lyric of that song. It's like just like the worst album, and he's like talking about like the title track. He never gets respect. It's like they knew. <laughs> Jay Sunfield was like, all right, everyone's going <laughs> to yeah, fucking this hit sucks. this one. But we got we to gotta break in Robert Trulio somehow. Yeah. Did you see Some Kind of Monster, the documentary about the making of Saint Anger? I think I did. I think it was on Netflix for a time, <laughs> oh, wasn't it? I, I don't know, probably. If it was, they should have like immediately tried to get it removed because I can't believe they put that out. That, that was insane. Like, dude, it's crazy that they released that. Like, they look fucking terrible, and that it, it, like they're just bitching the whole time, and they're like whining and shit, talking about like how, uh, you know, it oh, it, it hurts my feelings when you do too good of a guitar solo and like take the, th- you know, it, it fucking <laughs> sucks, man. It's terrible. I can't believe they released that. My favorite movie. Yeah, it's fucking great. I can't even remember what their new album is called, but uh, it's not a very memorable album. On one of the new ones, they had that Unforgiven 3, which it doesn't go like this, but it should go like, are you Unforgiven 3? Yeah. You remember that Unforgiven 2? Yeah, yeah. because it keeps three. saying 2. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. I think it's something a little different, but it should just go like that. Headfield needs to work smart, not hard. I know. Back to Murder Falcon, though. Quick St. Anger. Side note here. Oh, I like that there's like a sacred guitar tab that would turn a Murder Falcon's arm into a key for like that door to the Horn of Death. <laughs> I just like how they found it. It's just a guitar tab. Oh, and uh, I guess the other note I had was about 
the Lemmy statue in that horn of death or whatever. What was the horn called? I can't remember. The horn of zombies or something. I didn't actually yeah. write down any of the notes on this one. Oh, okay. Well, they like they get into this room with like this giant horn that they need to blow to uh to beat Magnum Chaos. And uh they walk in there and there's just a statue of Lemmy from uh, Motorhead, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's all I add about this. Yeah, that's all my notes, but I really did enjoy the book. I mean, How Magnum Chaos kind of reminded me of the uh the monster from the season of Stranger Things too. Sort of like a, a weird, like he could oh, yeah. kind of transform and like pull off himself and shit. I don't know. He's a weird looking Yeah, thing. he's like flaying people's minds, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. Well done. So, yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound like I liked it or anything or like paid any attention, but no, like it was fucking awesome. I can't recommend it enough. Oh wait! I, I, actually, I had one more note. I, I can't believe I almost forgot my favorite character, the uh, the Swedish black metal dude who looks like Nathan Explosion. <laughs> yes. That yeah. guy was amazing. How did I almost forget him? <laughs> he was great. I can't remember his name. It's like unpronounceable, but it's Nathan Explosion. When I was uh, he's awesome. I was Google Im- image searching just for the the first volumes uh, cover. There was like yeah. special variant covers, and there was one where they did it kind of like a, a King Diamond type of album cover, where it's oh, like, hell yeah. he's included in it, that one, though. I was like, oh, fuck yes. That dude's awesome. Oh, shit, what was his, uh, yeah, his murder falcon, I can't, I don't know what to call those. His summon was a giant tree monster, which was fucking badass. Uh, yeah, I, I recommend reading this book. Like, there, there's some badass imagery. If you like, if you like that kind of stuff, like, it, well, if you like metal, yeah, this book is definitely yeah, a must. Like, I mean, if you like metal music, you would love this. If you like violent comic books or like <laughs> yeah. funny comic books, you're going to at least enjoy this. Like, I mean, it's close to perfect. I I mean, even even at the very end, there's some like sentimental like shit to like tug on your heartstrings and everything too. It's not just like one big dumb running like joke about a murder bird or anything. It's it's solid storytelling too yeah it does have a little bit of everything in this book there's there's something here for everyone again i hope they make an animated series and uh and yeah i think ronnie james dio makes a cameo at the end there yeah so so i'm excited you gotta read about that at the very end of it they're all in the hospital because jake is dying and yeah it's uh, cancer's coming back kind of like ghost forms himself out of there and he's like he's got he's uh this guy in a, a black robe comes up and he's like jake I'm, I'm here to take you to that other place and then he unmasks and it's fucking i believe it's dio i mean it looks it it's looks gotta like be dio it's gotta like, be is, is there metal where we're going he's like oh jake is there ever and murder falcon goes with yeah. him <laughs> it's fucking awesome man everyone should check it out like we're not we're not really doing it justice with our descriptions, but it's it's really good, definitely worth reading. Yeah, for sure. Eight issues, not too bad. But uh, hopefully, more comes out of this series because I'm I'm interested. I like it. And it's nice to see a metal thing like that where uh, there's no Jack Black. So that's another plus is that Jack Black is not in it. Why? Why would you say that? You don't like Jack I, Black I, because I don't. No, I don't like Jack Black in my metal 
Like that was the part I didn't really like about Brutal Legend. I don't know. I just feel like Jack Black is uh he's doing all this like metal stuff, but I, I don't know. I just don't feel like he's uh, actually all that into it. Whenever he tries to do his metal stuff, I feel like it's he's faking it. So, yeah. Because he normally makes his money with an acoustic guitar, so you're calling him a poser? Uh, it's, I don't care about that. It's just like the uh, the voice acting is a little too tryhardy, I think. Like, especially in that Brutal Legend game, specifically. And is, is there been a podcast that has shouted out Brutal Legend this much in the last I don't know. 15 years? <laughs> No, probably thanks, not. Thanks to our sponsor, uh, Brutal Legend. Uh, it's now yeah. available on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like 15 years ago. Probably <laughs> before podcasts even really yeah, came out. Yeah, I realized that once I was dating it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. So yeah, read Murder Falcon. Do you want to hear some other reviews? Yeah, definitely. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Okay, let's see here. So, I just had a couple of reviews. There wasn't that much, but this is reviews for issue one. Uh, Both of them are five stars, of course, so this was a good book. The first one is, Learn to Live Again by Embracing Heavy Metal and Fighting Monsters. This book is about a guy that gets pulled into a war between monsters from opposing dimensions and uses the heavy metal music he plays to fuel Murder Falcon, an eight-foot-tall, ass-kicking falcon man with a big robot arm that fights monsters and drinks beer. That's a really good description of Murder Falcon, so that's what you're in for. Underneath all that is a story about a decent guy learning to live his life again after losing the love of his life to illness. Um, which, uh, I think that's a little bit misleading about what happened, but, you know, I guess essentially. He has to find something new to live for and be inspired by. Issue one is a great read, and I highly recommend it. All right. And then, uh, then one more here. It's called Flippin' Sweet. (laughs) Perfect fusion of art and story. The unexpected surprise of 2018. A must-have on everyone's pull list. So, I mean, everyone kind of seemed to like it. These two people that reviewed. Everyone by what you mean, two people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They speak for all the internet. Exactly. So that's Murder Falcon. Flipping Sweet is a potential episode title, I think. Oh, yeah, that could be a good one. One more note here about the uh, two dudes in the uh, shop. I I like how after they punch the hole in the wall, the guy asks him, he's like, I forget which one, but he's like, hey, did you see that giant bird with the metal arm just punch a hole through our wall? And the other guy's like, I believe yeah. that was a falcon, Steve. Like, he, he perfectly yeah, knew they, what they species of bird. They called him an eagle first. Yeah, fuck, that's it. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a falcon, not an eagle. Which, I don't know the difference between an eagle and a falcon, to I be honest. I could never, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude Show is a bird watcher, like, Yeah, they're both birds. Yeah, I guess so. But he's not working in the metal shop. There's a lot of eagles in metal, too. Eagles there's of the death eagles metal? of death metal. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> uh, there's some other songs that talk about eagles. Like, uh, there's an Amun Marth song on, called Wing, or On Wings of Eagles, but that's from the new album, so that probably was... This book probably predates that. There's an Iron Maiden song about flying on wings of an eagle, too, which uh, the name is escaping me. Yeah, there's eagles in metal. They would know about eagles. They would know all about it working at a metal shop. 
What about Falcons? I don't know about Falcons. I don't know about Falcons, though. <laughs> it's not, it's, they're not as metal, actually. It should be Murder Eagle. Oh, maybe maybe Murder Falcon was like branching over to show all the other Falcons that uh, metal is cool, too. Like <laughs> yeah. they're, they're normally an R&B kind of bird, but he's branching out. I, yeah, yeah. I think they just did Murder Falcon because they wanted his belt buckle to say MF on it. Yeah. I was surprised that they kept calling him Murph instead of just MF as like a nickname. <laughs> right. All right. Anyway, let's, uh, are you ready to move on? But speaking of winged characters, we read about Angel and Mimic. Yeah. This was the biggest, the biggest break mimic has had in like an x-men book in the last like 27 years shout oh, out really? to you calvin well done buddy <laughs> calvin rankin okay there you go uh yeah also speaking of uh mastodon that uh the bad guy ahab you know that kind of reminds me of uh moby dick which reminds me of that's what it is that uh fucking well yeah which reminds me of the mastodon album that i'm forgetting the name of is it called Leviathan? I think it's called Leviathan. I've never listened to Mastodon. I don't know. Okay. Well, do they have a song about Moby Dick? Yeah. It, no, they have an album about Moby Dick. <laughs> it's the oh. whole album is all about Moby Dick. That sounds pretty. And metal. there's a song about Ahab. Yeah. So it is. A, it is metal as fuck. It's okay. What What did you think about Extermination? I liked it. It was okay. I mean, better than a lot of the recent X Men related books we've been reading. I'll agree with that. I think I was more into it than the other ones you've suggested. Like Dead Man Logan? Uh, except for Dead Man Logan. I'm more into <laughs> that one than, uh, I mean, like the X Men Blues, X Men Cigarettes, this or is, whatever. This is Cigarette like the, pack colors. This is the finale of the X Men Blue, basically, though. Yeah, yeah, I, pretty much. I liked it because it kind of brought in, like, all the other teams, which I always look anytime, like, Warpath shows up, or X Force, or any of the cooler teams, the non lame X Men teams. So that's kind of yeah. why I picked it. Basically, in this one, it's like uh, the X Men Blue, their time is finally running out. Like, they've been, everyone has been telling them for fucking the last four years now of shitty Marvel books hey, you being here is fucking everything up in the history of Marvel. You need to leave and go back to your time. But for whatever reason, they just keep ignoring it and staying there because I don't know why. But finally, we get someone from like the future or from somewhere in a cape who we can't see who he is. And he starts taking out the old X-Men Blue team members, like the original five. He captures mm-hmm. Iceman and we realize, oh, it's like a, a tiny little baby cable. How adorable. It's like, it's yeah. like preteen puberty cable. So fucking stupid. I was calling him... God damn it. So fucking dumb. I was calling him Kid Cable in my uh, notes. And then they actually do call him Kid Cable. Yeah. And he says, don't call me that. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little mini cable. Tiny so, cable. So dumb. And somehow, <laughs> and somehow Kid Cable is able to kill real cable. So that just makes it even cooler. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's younger. I'm sure that teenage me would be able to kill old man me. No way, old man me would just out-muscle and just destroy teenage me. Do you think so? Fuck yeah, I'd snap that bitch. (laughs) I don't know. So yeah, well, anyway, 
this book also starts out with a, a mutant racism rally where they're like, oh, get those mutants out of here. We hate those mutants. So that's par for the courts for X-Men. So yeah, they got, they got all that. All of are out that way. Yeah. They have to, they and have then to remind you. They, they have like the two kid mutants that are speaking French. They're like, these mutants don't even speak English. The fuck these mutants. <laughs> <laughs> like that's another like thing. Like this fucking mutant's ability is speaking a different language than English. Kill them. <laughs> 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 that's why that's that's the real reason yeah turkajurbs gosh darn french yeah you mentioned angel's wings I, I have a question about angel's wings why does he have demon fire wings did we read about that because i don't remember i read that it's from the black vortex okay. storyline of the guardians of the galaxy <laughs> okay uh that's where that's kind of where quill's dad jason is like he's obsessed with collecting this thing. It's called the Black Vortex. It's this mirror that grants you like eternal powers. And like, all right, so it's it's beyond fucking terrible, terribly like planned out and written because it, it's happening at the exact same time that the Shi'ar Empire gladiator is trying young Jean Grey for what future Phoenix version Jean Grey does to the universe. So they want to just kill like little kid Jean Grey now just to prevent that from ever happening. Oh. And so the X-Men are all involved in it. And this is when Kitty Pride and Quill are still like engaged because they end up marrying at the very end of it. But the Black Vortex, it turns Angel, gives him the demon wings. It turns Gamora into like this Omega level god. Um, I can't remember who else looks into it. It's Groot. And I think it's either, it's either Cyclops or Iceman. And it's regular beasts, like current Hank McCoy. They all use it to get the powers. And then at the very end, before they destroy the mirror, they're like, hey, if you want to give back your powers, now's your chance, because you'll be driven insane and evil if you keep them. And Angel and Gamora both keep theirs. And so, like the very first issue of the following Guardians of the Galaxy book after that, Gamora <laughs> like so conveniently explains... Like, oh yeah, all those Black Vortex powers, we have them for like a limited amount of time. I think I've brought this up before when I talked about <laughs> okay. Angel. Like, Gamora's like, yeah, I, I used my last little bit of my power to find where Angela was in that prison on that other planet so we could go and save her and have her as a part of our team. And then Angel is just always fucking flying using these magic demon wings, but never once even comes close to like running out of that power. It's so fucking stupid, that giant continuity error that like Marvel just allowed to like be right there front and center between two of their like top books or teams like uh it pissed me off so much okay but yeah but because he has new wings like because kid cable has to set them all back exactly as they were so he has to kind of do like a mr sinister type move to angel's wings where he removes like the new god wings and uh, Calvin Rankin Mimic voluntarily gives up his wings to Cable to save the past of all mutant kind, uh, which will inevitably save the future of mutant kind. So that's why he gets like the new perfect angel wings. It's from Mimic. So this is like Mimic's one big yeah. chance to shine, his, his one super heroic move. What's his power, Mimic? Mimic. He sees your power and you can imitate it and like take it. So he can just grow wings then, right? The next time he sees Angel, yeah. 
because they okay, do still okay. have like current day Angel there, who is still in Angel Wing form when he wants to be. Yeah. So I mean, like he just has to look at him or touch him. I don't remember how he gets it. I think he just has to be near them, and he could steal their power or use it. Okay. All right. Figured it was something like that. Yeah. So so they keep because they don't realize it's Kid Cable, like all the X Men. So they're terrified that there's because Ahab shows up. Ahab is basically he's like a, a mutant bounty hunter from the future who Rachel Gray, who's now going by the name Prestige, she used to be one of his uh hounds. That's what he calls his little like mutants that he uses to track mutants and then they're, kill them. Gimps. Yeah. They do look like that. Yes, they do. With sweet face tats. Yeah. So he he's there and he kills Bloodstorm, which young Cyclops is sad about. No one else gives a shit about because who cared about that awful yeah. character? That's Vampire yeah, Storm. They, they really don't care. Yeah, yeah. They they really kind of like drop that pretty quickly. It's like ah, whatever, you know. Let's figure out the other things. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they have a, like a, a team meeting of all X Men, and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, Bloodstorm's dead. Okay, next next order of business. We have to protect yeah. all the young kid mutants from the past. So, like, each X-Men team, like, takes them, like, X-Men Red, which is the Jean Grey team. Oh, fuck, what were the... Cerebro, which they call Namor's oh, yeah. kingdom in Atlantis now. Which is so fucking awesome. Cerebro, yeah, that was, that was well a great played. name. But uh, her team I like takes... How they, I like how they have fun with the names. Yeah, it's cute. It's, it's good. Her team takes uh, young Cyclops... Gene, young Jean Grey volunteers to go with X-Force. The Kitty Pride X-Men team. I think that's X-Men Gold. I don't know. They take Beast. Yeah, because Beast is in the infirmary. Because he got jumped. Mm. And then Angel and Iceman are already kidnapped. But yeah. I, it, all, it all leads to like a giant battle in Cerebro. Between all the X-Men. And all of Ahab's hounds and like these two little French mutant kids. It turns out the entire time they were sent there by Ahab and they have this power where one of them can like implant all the memories and feelings of being tortured for decades within just one like instant touch from him. You feel it. Yeah. And the other girl's power is she somehow immediately turns you into the hound or yeah, something. I didn't really understand how those two work together, actually. Just like some bullshit. They they need to work together, and then they can instantly turn you into like a hound from like yeah. psychological damage or whatever. So it's like a, a zombie outbreak kind of scenario where like you yeah. instantly get touched and you're turned into a hound. So like they got old man Logan as a hound and like... Yeah, they did. I forget oh, shit. what other shitty characters who had like two seconds of time, but oh, they're all hounds. A bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, everyone turned a bunch of them. So finally, like, uh, Kid Cable and the original five, they go back in time, and then they travel to the future, and they find those little kids, and they're like future X Men team members. It's in the future. It's yeah, in the future, but in the past part of the future before the fight. I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> yeah, so yeah, time what travel. The fuck? Yeah, but uh, the little girl tells Jean Grey how to save mutant kind. And how to wipe the memory of everything that happened while they were out displaced in their, from their timeline. So at the very end of it, Kid Cable teleports them to their real timeline. And magically, Jean Grey is able to like implant this thing inside of all their minds. 
where the second they're supposed to be there before they were originally teleported by Beast, they'll all forget everything that had happened to them for the past like five years of Marvel X-Men books. And then magically, I don't know what it is, like past pass their years, memories on 20 years yeah. or something in the future, they'll just instantly one day go to a diner and remember everything. But yeah, none of that is important at all. The only thing that this book is important for is because at the very end, the big reveal, Kid Cable has been working for fucking Cyclops. Cyclops is goddamn alive and he is fucking back. And I'm so excited about that. It's finally happened. Because, man, growing up, watching that like animated series in the 90s, where Cyclops was just the biggest little bitch Boy Scout character ever, like, I fucking hated <laughs> him. But then when I started like reading more and more shit, like, ever since the time of around like House of M, when Cyclops kind of becomes what Magneto always used to be, where he's like a, a mutant right, uh, a mutant's right, activist slash borderline terrorist, like, Cyclops has been the most <laughs> badass character imaginable. He is a fucking G. So when he died in that pathetic little whimper of a uh, Inhumans outbreak of uh, Terrigen Mist, I was so bummed. But seeing him at the very last panel, like, being like, it's okay, Kid Cyclops, or Kid Cable, it's almost time for me to reveal myself. Fuck yeah. What an ending. Yeah, there you go. Like, I already checked on, like, Amazon. There is a new Wolverine and Cyclops series. And I, it looks like it's Hell the yeah. kid Cyclops, though. So it's hard for me to... Like, I haven't read any of it or any descriptions. So I don't know, like, what... If it's... How old it is. Like, it's, it's listed as 2019. Because it's not even out yet, the collected volume. So I don't know if it somehow Ooh. happens before Cyclops goes back. Or if it's the new Cyclops. So if it's the new Cyclops, that wouldn't make any sense because they fucking hate, broke up and hate each other. Maybe they make up. I guess. Wolverine's like, hey, remember yeah. when you were dead? Yeah. Remember when I was dead? Yeah. Let's be best friends. Cool. Yeah. I assume it'll go something like that. Probably. We'll see. All right. I guess uh, the last thing, I guess the last thing I have then, you covered it pretty well here. Is like before they reveal what's going on with like the young X Men, like I guess if you kill the young X Men who are time displaced in the future, then it'll like cause the uh, end of mutant kind, like the extermination of mutants. The title there, but before they really tell you that that's going on, Ahab's just walking around like, "Where are those young sweet X Men? Give them to me." You know, he, he <laughs> sounds like a pedophile to me. I thought he was like a pedophile he, dude. He's the that's his mutant power. Yeah, pedophilia. Pedophile, pedophile, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also snaps his fingers like Thanos. It's like, you can't just do that. You can't just, like, have that zoom into your finger and then, like, snap. It's like, come on, dude. No, he's way better. His is a way cooler snap than Thanos's. Okay. Because his Yeah, he snaps his fingers. Gimps. His turns you into, yeah, his snap turns you into a gimp. Yeah. It's yeah, way cooler. So I guess it is cooler. Half the universe shall be gimps. <laughs> that's right. All right. That's half a... the universe into his weird sex slaves. Yeah. All right. That, maybe that's maybe really it is a cooler, cooler snap. Okay. Yeah. All Come right. On. You're right. I guess that's all I have. Then, do you want to hear some reviews? I do. Cuck. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. Okay. So one review is three stars. 
and the title is Great Art. And then it goes, The art was great. The storyline was far too much goofy X-Men antics involving time travel, many mutant deaths, and some odd retconning. So, and I, I like that he says, like, it's too much goofy X-Men bullshit. It's like, well, it's X-Men. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is yeah, that what you would this want? This is like X-Men turned up a notch, so. Yeah, I guess it is. All right. Oh, and yeah. Also, also, forgot to mention, uh, Mimic, Bloodstorm, and uh, fuck, one other guy cable. also died in this. Cable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Real Old cable. man Cable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're all dead. He goes on. I waffled on whether, and I think this is weird, I waffled on whether or not I wanted to read read this story, but it's fine. I wanted to read read, maybe. Oh, well, the second read. What's waffled? It's like you're on the fence. You're not 100% sure if you want to read it or not. You're trying to make up your mind. That's a a new vocabulary for me. Other than that, it's time for a break from X-Men. It's like ta-ta. For confusion. It's not like ta-ta. Really? It's the ta-ta of confusion, yeah. Waffle. All right. You could say ta-ta to uh, old man Cable. Aw. And Bloodstorm. All right, that, that was the end of it. Well, who cares yeah, about Bloodstorm? <laughs> <laughs> the X-Men don't even care about that. Um, okay, really? so that, that was it for that one. Well, yeah, that one too. It's like, well, I didn't even know who it was. Okay, and then there was another review that was four stars, and... It's kind of long, but it's. Uh, I guess we'll go through it, because I think you talked about this before, so I think you might have more to say about this, but we'll see. Pretty dang great. Only have one complaint. Because Ed Bryson wanted to build up the threat the new Ahab poses to his new version of the X-Force, he really didn't give the younger Bobby Drake any time to really think about what going back to the past and forgetting about how much happier he was by embracing his homosexuality after young Jean outed him as gay, wow, Bendis, you really know how to write a great coming out scene. <laughs> I get that Cena Grace is going to explore this in his upcoming Iceman-focused tie-in to the Uncanny X-Men Disassembled weekly events series. Fuck, that's a mouthful of a sentence. But that really isn't any excuse given how vulnerable many fans of the now permanently characterized as gay Iceman may feel towards anything poorly written about Bobby's now much more complex social life. This guy uses so many descriptive terms in these sentences. Fuck. Seriously, I kid you not when I say Cena Grace had to write a new adult Bobby Drake scene in which he flips the a bunch of symbols fuck out about how young Jean Grey forced them to admit they were always just hiding that he was gay from everybody. Brian Michael Bendis's original coming out scenes over in all new X-Men were really just that poorly written. Oh, fuck, I'm like confused about the sentence now. So until the next review, I'm just going to leave my fellow Marvelites with these parting words, X-Men blue forever. So the coming out scene with Iceman, was that good or bad? I can't remember what you were talking about. Bad, but my i think what i was talking about more was just like of all the characters to pick iceman is maybe like the second best choice like obviously cyclops you can't do it to him because everything the history of 
X-Men would be null and void because all of the stuff with Jean and then all the stuff with Emma. But Iceman, like every single thing, like up until the last like five years when they decided to out him, he's always kind of been like on that same level of like fucking around with like every female character you can think of, of like oh, with right. Wolverine and like with uh, Tony Stark and I, Angel. Angel's also kind of out there too, but he's mostly been serious with like Psylocke for fucking ever, but. I was always okay. like under the impression that Beast was like the ideal candidate because he had like one major like in comics character uh, relationship, and that was with the leader of Sword Brand, who you could always like come up with the story that like she was just his beard, and since she lived in outer space, and they weren't always like had the option of like meeting up and stuff, like it would make more sense just from a story perspective. Like, yeah, it, it was a terrible. Like coming out scene, like uh, I forget. It's the two of them, both Ice Men and like Jean Grey, young Jean Grey, and there's someone else in the library or something at the X Mansion, and she reads young Bobby's thoughts, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're gay," and she just blurts that out in front of everyone, and <laughs> old, like <laughs> well, regular Ice Man gets super pissed off about it. Oh man, wow. as he should, but yeah. Okay, well, it wasn't great. There you go. Yeah, Beast would be a good candidate for that. He'd be the perfect bear. Well done. Well fucking yeah. done. Yeah, you would. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Let's let's go ahead and move on then to our next segment. Fuck these comic book shows. So we talked about Winona Earp, the first episode. What did you think about Winona Earp? It was okay. It was confusing. Yes, like, it was confusing. So, so she's the great granddaughter of Wyatt Earp, and somehow these vampire demons, they're vampires, but they somehow live there in whatever this town is for some reason, which I, did they ever explain that? Because I, I, I don't think they did. They like, were just, just talking there. about a curse. That's all they said was a curse. Yeah, so so they're just there, apparently. And uh like it's going through the backstory about how she has to find Wyatt Earp's old gun which is buried somewhere, but it's super powerful if you're like the intended user, which it turns out she is. And Oh yeah, of course. I don't know. Like Yeah. <laughs> so she has like maybe superpowers or something? Because she kind of seemed to unlock superpowers in the cold open, but they didn't really address it that much after that until she got that gun again. Yeah, because like, those, then... those vampires go like so fast like the Flash, <laughs> but she was able to like line up her punch just right to actually like connect and stuff and be there on time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, th- it, this takes place in the, uh, in the town of Purgatory, and this kind of reminded me of like Road to Perdition. How like a, the can it does a town really have a stupid name like this? And uh, it's true there that there is a purgatory in Maine, so uh, that is a real city, I guess. I don't think this was in Maine though. This was like the South West, no. wasn't it? This most definitely was not in Maine. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean there is a purgatory Maine. Is uh they don't say the state they're in, so it could be I don't know. So I think 
White Earps is the one whose like tombstone is a thing you can go and see out in Arizona. Oh, really? And they have like an okay. old, they have like old timey bars. Cause I, I went there when I was out there and got some Shiner Rock for the first time. Oh, wow! Yeah. Cool. But she also keeps talking about Doc Holliday as if like, <laughs> as if Doc Holliday was like this other best friend who's like still around and just like guiding her and shit, even though she's just telling like old stories about Doc Holliday from like way back in the 1800s or whenever the fuck White Earp was a thing. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of attention that uh, these old cowboys get, but uh, I don't know. Do people really care that much? I mean, what was the movie? Young Guns or Tombstone? Nah, Young I, Guns, I don't right? know. I don't know. Young Guns was a good movie. One, whichever one of those. It was like Emilio Estevez well, sure. and like uh, uh, Val Kilmer, I think, was Doc Holliday and some other actors. Those are okay movies. Well, I mean, sure, you can get some good movies out of it. Yeah, well, sure, you can get good movies out of it, but uh, I don't know if, like, the whole town would be celebrated for it, would it? I mean, depending on what went down there, I guess. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, this this show is basically about a curse that has lots of stupid rules about Wyatt Earp or whatever, and uh, then some demons come out and try to fight people, or try to kill people. The, uh, what was I going to talk about here? Hold on. Yeah, I guess nothing. I don't know. This the show is kind of like, okay, I guess. I don't, I didn't think it was good and I didn't think it was terrible either. Like it was very much in the middle. Yeah. They, they had like weird glowing orange. Like they weren't, I don't know what the fuck the Shitty symbol was CGI. supposed to be. <laughs> like, yeah, they came up on like their cheek, just kind of like off to the side of their, below their eyeball every time. It, it looks like Mike Tyson's. Yeah, it looks like Mike Tyson's face tattoo. Except yeah, orange, yeah, yeah, and not tribal. You're right. I don't understand what the fuck that's supposed to be. Oh, there, there was one scene though where where she's sitting at the bar with like this uh this old gun just sitting on the bar as she's drinking. Can you do that? Can you just like drink with your gun sitting on the bar like that? What the fuck? Well, the bartender was her friend, so he knew. So he's that like, that all right, you can use the gun, gun. Yeah. I guess. If it's an old time still, antique you gun, it you can table. bring it. If it's an antique gun, you can absolutely bring it. Right? I I guess so, yeah. So the other collectors can like admire it. I guess the other note was their their welcome to purgatory sign was like horrifying. <laughs> like they have the sign that's just like a family like shittily drawn, like waving. <laughs> uh like they're driving in a car. Yeah, it was like really creepy. Like just the drawings have like these like just dead eyes. On the, it just looked creepy. But I guess with a town called Purgatory, that makes sense. And there was a... At the very beginning, like, she's in a bar playing pool, and some guy yeah. from her past shows up and, like, kind of talks shit to her, trying to intimidate her. And, like, he's yeah. working with the demons, or he is one of them. I don't remember exactly. I think he just had to deal with them. And he pissed off the demons for talking to her. So the demon rips out oh. his tongue. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I was this also going to bring this up, too. This dude takes it like a champ. He doesn't cry or anything. Yeah. Like, he keeps a straight face. Like, I have no idea how the fuck he's that tough. I had the same note. It's like, uh, you you should be freaking out way more because your tongue is now gone. But yeah. he's just, like, standing there, and he's like, okay, got I message received. I got what you're saying. You know, just, like, nodding his head, like, all right. Are you kidding? Yeah. I don't know how oh, the dude, fuck yeah, like, without a tongue. Is that high. 
And it's just like, that's a, that's a very like life changing thing. Like now you can't talk. You probably can't taste stuff anymore. Like that, that sucks, man. That's like terrible. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Like you should be freaking the fuck out. Demon or not. Oh yeah. And then the, the bus at the very beginning, like she's on a bus going to this station and hanging out with a friend and her friend goes out to the woods to take a piss. Cause the bus broke down. Then like her head ends up on a pike, like the walking dead. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like how everyone on the bus just leaves both of them there. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go that save too, my friend. Yeah. Don't leave. And the bus driver immediately. Is that legal? Off. I mean, that can't be legal. Exited the vehicles. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know what great health is. Well, it's a dick are. move. No idea. Yeah, it's a definite dick Definitely move. a dick move. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Anything else about this show? That's about all I had. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it it wasn't the best one we've seen. It definitely wasn't the worst. It's infinitely better than it Yeah. Was. It yeah, was oh, just fuck. added to I Netflix, would... though, so you can watch all three seasons. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I checked IMDb. There's like 59 episodes, or 49 episodes. What the fuck? Why is there so many goddamn episodes? It's For only three running, seasons? Apparently. Like, man. Man, I, well, I guess. Maybe it's in the middle of season four. Maybe. But uh, as far as, as, far as uh, sci-fi channel made TV shows, <laughs> I would rank Van Helsing 1, and then this, a very, 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 very distant 2. <laughs> right. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I mean, just, uh, yeah, this one was kind of boring. So, is there any show you want to watch for next week? I'm the like, Boys. The Boys comes out. Oh, The Boys is out? Today, as we okay. record. Actually, it's on right now. I thought we were going to live stream us watching The Boys today, but apparently we didn't do that Okay. One. The Boys. We'll watch that then. Episode for next week. One. Good. Perfect. And, uh... For the week after that, I have another one, which I know I'm going to forget Good. about, so I need you to remind me if I do. Okay, what is it? We should maybe watch the Blade TV show. Remember that? Oh, fuck. Yeah, all right. I forgot Blade about that TV being show. a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing, so yeah, okay, good. It was on Spike TV for like six or eight episodes, and it starred Sticky Fingers oh. from the group Onyx. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, Friday perfect. This, yeah. this is great. So it'll be fucking awesome, obviously. All right, good, good. I'm have renewed uh, enthusiasm for this segment then. So let's move on then. Speaking of demons, Hellboy. <laughs> All right, so I definitely lasted a lot longer than you did. Okay, um, why? How long did you last? I don't know. I mean, I made it all the way through. It I did took, too, but it took a lot of time and effort though, to be honest. Yeah. Like it was it wasn't great. No. But yeah, man. So disappointing compared to Maybe that was why Ron Perlman was actually so pissed off about them redoing it. Because of how oh, like horribly tarnished his legacy as Hellboy will be just by association with this. Yeah. Ron Perlman was fucking great. If I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I remember really liking that Hellboy. I mean, I think that is much more to do with the writing. And uh, I mean, yeah, Ron Perlman was great, but I think the writing was a yeah. huge factor into that one as well. Well, this one, I do like that we have fat Hellboy. We like how we talked about before. This actually was a fat Hellboy and they just have like weird six pack prosthetics over like Hopper's fucking fat gut. It's fucking hilarious. 
Like, but when he's like turning around, like when he when he's like getting up off the ground and his jacket is kind of like moved to the side, it's like you can just see like all the fat fucking pouring out. It's fucking great. I did like that a lot. How fucking fat he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we were talking about, I don't know. He's like a eight thousand pound demon monster, so maybe he doesn't have abs. He's a fat guy. Yeah. I did like Ian McShane as as his father, the boss, in this one. As okay, better yeah. than Jeffrey Tambor, I guess. Sure. Probably less sexual assaulty on set, so that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's just I, so the problem I had with this movie is like how many fucking things they had going on at once, uh, where I can't keep track of it, and I don't know who's bad. Like I kept a list of this, like of antagonists for Hellboy. So they have like Baba Yaga. Nimoy, what the fuck is that witch's name? Nemo, Nemo, the okay, whatever her name is. Some hunters. Now I forget what that is. There's some. Oh yeah, yeah. Those hunters that were hunting the giants. They they also were against him. The giants also trying to kill him. The fucking pig guy who ends up being on steroids later on in this. There's some. There's some zombies or something. I forget about the zombies. And then like they were sort of implying that maybe the dude who turns into a cat would turn against him too. And then they're also sort of like implying that maybe the father would turn against or or the father is going to kill him or whatever. It's like, there's just so much shit. Like just spread that shit out, man. It's just too much to jam into this fucking movie. Hellboy has lots of enemies. Yeah, but you don't, you know, you don't have like, what, how many things did I write down here? There's like 17, seven, seven, there's seven, (laughs) Uh, nine. If you include the maybe, potential antagonists that ended up not turning out to be you don't have like 10 supervillains in a spider-man movie because it doesn't Sinister work out that well should uh well okay maybe i mean maybe not 10 but still you get the point you got to build up to it well that's what the last two hellboys did no this is a reboot you can't just throw it in there oh man and, and also like the the sound effects in this show were so fucking loud the dialogue is like at a certain level and then like a sound effect happens and it's just like 10 times louder and it's like blowing out my speakers fucking blows i i did run into that where i had to adjust the volume depending on yeah. what was happening in Jesus. this movie yeah i hate that yeah you gotta level that shit out man level that shit out i don't know if that's the problem with the uh the copy that i that i purchased from the internet from uh fucking iTunes. what is the fucking millennium media <laughs> what the fuck is millennium media that's who, that's who put this out. Movie I've never company. heard of this production company, though. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maybe. there you I go. I don't know. Did right. they make, like, smaller sort of indie, like, horror movies, movie? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to look it up. They also had a flat... Yeah, I'm not either. They also had a flashback to some Nazis when uh, Hellboy was coming to the Earth. And the Nazis have like old school 3D glasses on, like the, with one red eye and one blue eye. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Nazis those were, were the days. Nazis of 3D. were cutting edge of the 3D. <laughs> yeah, holy media. shit! I didn't know. I didn't know 3D was Hitler a Nazi was a invention. Huge fan of 3D. Yeah, <laughs> he would be. He, that's true. Yeah, Auschwitz is a 3D movie theater. <laughs> I mean, isn't it 3D in? Uh... Glorious Bastards? Uh, oh, probably, no, maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's just regular <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, I have to watch that movie again. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. 
But yeah, I like how they played Rock You Like a Hurricane in like Spanish in the beginning. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, and uh, another tie-in. The guy who plays that wrestler that he's fighting at the very beginning, his friend. Yeah. That is Rey Mysterio, who we read that Rey Mysterio one-off about that one time. Oh, cool. Yeah, see? (laughs) It all all ties together. It all comes together, full circle. Yeah. And there was also a character named uh, Lobster Johnson. Remember that for later. That's a good name, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, in the post credit scene, they were teasing at the uh, Shape of Water Fish Man. So there you go. The sequel no. that'll, I hope, doesn't happen. That's Abe from the first two. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. Totally different sea monster than the Shape of Water monster. One is no, blue it's and one the same is like sea greener. monster. No, but it's the same costume, though. That's, look, up, look it up. It's the same costume. I mean, they are both Guillermo del Toro movies and creation I think he, so but i think he reused it though i, I believe he, he actually did. just I'm reused saying, the I'm hellboy it's fine one if he did it's his it's his property yeah show us the monster dick if only okay so uh fuck this movie i hated it it was a uh, terrible i wish it was better and i was disappointed I was, I was disappointed i can't wait for the sequel though i will see that yeah yeah i guess i'll have to as well your precious Marvel movies could learn a thing or two from this Hellboy. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of uh, more villains, do you, do you do you think that there has ever been a Hellboy game? Yes. Because I Sega? think there has been many. Oh really? Isn't there? Okay, maybe I want to put. I I don't know. But you mentioned the Marvel movies. Marvel knows how to do games. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you had just like checked it out or like downloaded one or something. I thought you had no. a specific answer. <laughs> no, I figured the answer would be no. But um, I did get Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and uh, I like it a lot so far. And you need to get a fucking Switch. Definitely. Because I'm playing it by myself, and these, these fucking NPC characters don't know what they're doing. As so that's my that... complaint, too. As soon as that Cloak and Dagger and uh, Moon Knight DLC hits. Yeah. All right. How about this? You buy me a Switch and send it to me. And all the games I I want to play and you want me to play with you, I will do that. Yeah, well, sure. They they just announced a Nintendo Switch Lite. So you can can pick up one of those a little cheaper. Hang on. Side note. So, Hellboy. Uh... Dogs of Night is released in 2000 from Microsoft Windows. It's a computer game. Uh-oh. And there's also one that's ported to PlayStation called Hellboy Asylum Seeker. So there are two games. Huh. Okay. There you go. And he's in Injustice 2. That's true. He's also in uh, some other... Ah, uh, fuck. What the hell is that game called? He was a guest in another fighting type game that looks like Super Smash Brothers, but it's not. And I forget the name of it now. Shit. Hmm. Oh, well, it's probably stupid. I want to say Brutal Legend, but it's not. Uh, It's not that one. It's another one, but I don't know. Okay, but anyway, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is like a really fucking good game, and I'm very much into it, though. It feels like the last two, which is what I wanted. You know, just like running around. I was going to ask if it deviates anywhere, if it's the same kind of like No, not really. Nice. You just go to like 
different settings and beat up a bunch of bad guys as a big boss. You can, you know, the, the shield points to change your characters. It's like, it's very much the same type of game, which is just good. It's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, you and I played those first two together a lot. I think that was very formative for our friendship. I don't think we would have this podcast if uh, if, it, if it weren't for Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I, I think it was the second. I think it was it. like right when number two came out because I remember <laughs> we would go over yeah. to each other's house to play together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that game led to this podcast many years later. That's right. So I'm I'm happy to go back to it. It's fun. So they should be sponsoring us. So they should will send me a copy and a switch. Yeah. So you don't have to. Yeah, for real. So yeah, they and I I didn't really realize that uh they have crystal from the inhumans in this game, which I'm like, ah fuck. Because we just watched that fucking show. And uh so I put her on my team immediately to see what she was doing. Took her off very shortly after. Do you not watch or read any of the stuff I only sent to the giraffe's Twitter account? So I say I sent you <laughs> uh, the YouTube video where they went through each character and like showed them. Oh, I didn't watch all that, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, because it's a whole thing. I got to connect to VPN. I got to sit down and watch it on my phone. You know, I can't just do it instantly. So that's why it, I might forget to see a lot of these things. You should you should do the social media because it takes it's so it's so much fucking work for me to get on there. It's like sometimes the VPN doesn't connect. It sucks. Man. But anyway, so far my favorite characters are Luke Cage and Thor, and uh, Miles Morales. Like, th- those three have been the best so far on my team. Miles Morales is really awesome. He just he does the Spider-Man stuff, but also he does his uh, electric like shock things, which is really great. He's really cool in this game. So like you sent me a still frame picture of your one team where it was like Wolverine, yeah. Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> I forget who the other two were. But uh, it did say you uh, got Spider-Man a team bonus for a team. Oh, really? What so, was it? Hold I don't know what I write. Well, no, no. It's like, uh, you know how if you pick like all X-Men or like all Fantastic Four members in the old games, you would get like a special team boost? Yeah. Like, uh, hold on. The Raft. Mighty levels. Oh, that's... Or was that the level you were playing? The level is the Raft. Oh. Uh, Mighty is the difficulty. And uh, you're at level, level six. six is oh, uh, okay. the level of the characters. or Because this is right at the beginning. Okay, I read that wrong then. I, okay. I was going to ask if they still have like the Bruiser Brigade bonus for like all the uh, tank characters. Like throw Thor, Hulk, Cage, and uh, I can't think yeah, of they, I, they do have Yeah, uh, they do have some sort of bonus for that. I, I don't know if it's called Bruiser, but yeah, actually I think it is. But yeah, I had a bunch of strong characters to try to kill. The, like beating Kingpin was a really hard fight. So uh, I just took all the strong guys to do that thor is great he just like has his heavy attack is just throwing the hammer so you can just like like knock the you can get the stun really fast from far away so he's he's awesome nice yeah it's good strategy that thor is colossus is in it isn't he i forget i i'm not sure i can't remember but he's i haven't ran into him yet i'm not all that far into the game i'm probably in like the third level oh but he's not a playable character right now he yeah he might be a boss character. He, he I haven't unlocked him or saw him or anything yet. Oh okay, because he would he would be in the Bruiser Brigade too. If, I'm sure, to yeah. who the fourth guy would be to try. Right. Yeah, and I've had Luke Cage on my team a lot, so 
you, basically the the one level is like all defenders level. So you run into Iron Fist and Daredevil at the same time. And Jessica Jones is an NPC, unfortunately. Like I, I really want her to be a playable character because it's like you have that team of four. It's perfect. Get that defenders bonus. Come on. Let me let me get it. Yeah, that, that level is pretty cool. You're like fighting the 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 hand and um there's a really cool hallway scene where like you oh, just God, see like really? the silhouette of your character. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's kinda like, awesome. Like you had this thing. It was really good. I, I enjoyed that part a lot. Daredevil's like, I do some of my best fighting in hallways. It's like fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice pool. Uh but anyway, I've had uh, I've had Luke Cage on my team still. Like he's the one I've kept from that team because he's awesome. But you'll you'll occasionally get some comlink call or whatever. They'll be like, oh, do this thing. You know, you got to do this. And uh, Luke Cage will just respond. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's all it is. <laughs> like, that's not the correct answer. That's not appropriate at all. He's like, hey, you, you need to uh, you need to go and shut down this other device in uh, in this next room. Yeah. Are you gonna, are Just you gonna tell fucking... Luke Cage she's responding incorrectly though? Like I wouldn't. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not. Well, no, he he's the one trying to say just yes, and it's like, oh, okay. I recommend the game a lot, especially if you played the first two. It's uh, um, yeah, definitely good. So it starts out with like specific guys as playable characters, and then you have to unlock them all through like going through their levels. That's how it's going in this one. Yeah, like, so like, like in the previous ones, like there would be like maybe three or four characters that you would unlock just by collecting like collectibles or like uh, Blade was like done through a little mini game in arcades level. But this one, you actually have to beat the level to unlock the characters. No, you don't have to beat the level, but just occasionally they'll show up and then they'll just join your team. Uh, they might follow you around like as a fifth member for a little while. They're like, all right, cool. Thanks for the help. I'll help you now. And then you can just choose them for later. But how it works is you start with the Guardians of the Galaxy for like the first level, and you're just playing as them. And then once you get through the first level, the uh, the Avengers come. So it's like a bunch of them, like uh, Wolverine is, shows up, and Thor, and Captain America, and Hulk, and Iron Man, and the Avengers you would expect. Basically, Crystal was there too for some reason. I guess just people they don't care to give a story to, which includes Wolverine, which I don't really get that. Like, wouldn't he be hanging out in the i know there's a x-men level so just wait for that well because that's where nightcrawler and colossus are yeah true and magneto magneto's in that too right yeah he is but yeah you get a handful of them after the first level and then you uh unlock more of them from there interesting i mean yeah yeah it's good it's a lot of fun i enjoy it oh i went to uh i went to the pool yesterday with i there's like this hotel next door to my place that has an awesome rooftop pool that I've been going to. It's like 20 bucks to get in, which is kind of expensive, but it's a, uh, it's all right. It's been fun, but I took my switch there yesterday and I was like playing Marvel ultimate Alliance poolside. It was good, man. I was like from the commercial for the switch. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Should, so I was enjoying myself you. there. Yeah, they should I'm playing switch by the pool, man. Send on the rooftop to me. Yeah. It's okay. That's that game. I mean, obviously, if you have a Switch, you should buy it. It's been selling really well, apparently. According to some Reddit post, it's sold more than projected. So, you, I don't know. You might see a port, but, you know, the game is by is published by Nintendo, so I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's all I have to say so far. When's Dead by Daylight come out for Switch? 
September. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for that. It's okay. Anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, so real quick, just a couple of the other notes from that Phase 4 thing for Marvel's movies. Oh, yeah. So Hopper is not going to be playing the thing. He's going to be oh. in the Black Widow movie, which... At- as in the theory, thing? in theory, he could still be the thing, but the thing and Black Widow have no history together, so that would be fucking dumb. And if you're going to introduce one of the Fantastic Four members, I don't think it's going to be as like a sidekick to the Black Widow because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we talked about Marcella, whatever, playing Blade. Uh, what was yeah. the other thing? Shit, there was one other one. Oh yeah, so they announced the Hawkeye Disney Plus TV show. And Kate Bishop is going to oh, be a yeah. sidekick in it. So. Nice. Fuck yeah. Finally getting that Disney Plus now. Do they have any, like, trailers for these shows or any time frame of when they're coming out or what? That Hawkeye show is, like, early 2020. Oh. I mean, the movies, they're just now announcing, like, one cast member. The Eternals is the first hmm. movie they're doing. So, I mean, that one would probably be the first one. From the pictures I saw, it looked like they just had like all the casts that are in it come out on stage. Oh, and for four, Thor 4, Jane Foster is going to be Jane Foster Thor in that movie. That's cool. Yeah. We'll see that. The real all Thor, right. finally. Yeah. Well, cool. Look forward to that then, I guess. Some uh, Disney Plus. Subscribe. Have you, uh, have you still been watching Swamp Thing? Or have you stopped oh um yes i'll put them on the thing okay okay so what do you want to read for next week for next week i'm reading another kirkman book it's called oblivion song chapter one okay so for me next week i want to read bprd night train so we're gonna have another (laughs) train based book so i'm excited about that Finally, and, and, this is and about, uh, did you ever watch that BPRD movie with Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges? What? No, I want to. I want to. It. Uh, I think that's the right thing I'm thinking of. Where they like hunt extraterrestrials, or they hunt like demons and shit. I've never Maybe heard I'm, of it, but I'll check it out. It it failed so terribly. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe it's a, a different thing, but I think that's what it was called. Not the night train, but still, I think that's what it is. Okay, well, maybe I'll check it out. Did you read the description of this? I did, and um, I'll just read one part of the description. It's last... Okay, I'll just read the whole thing. Jeff Jones and Scott Collins add another project to their list of Hellboy contributions with BPRD Night Train. Oh, never mind. Yeah, this this is a Hellboy thing. This is the agency he works for. Yeah, Agent Liz Sherman, whose supernatural talent for starting fires killed her family when she was a teen, and Roger, the homunculus, which sounds cool, the 500-year-old artificial man who nearly killed Liz by stealing her fire, are sent to investigate a mysterious train terrorizing America. This is a train with history, its last natural journey some 70 years ago, had a mysterious passenger on board, Lobster Johnson, who's still (laughs) bound to the train, still bound to the fate of the locomotive. 
So Lobster Johnson, oh, dude. Shit. And a train. So I'm excited about the train, mostly. But yeah, we'll check that out. Yeah, Lobster Johnson making a return. All right. On a train. Fuck yeah. Best part. Don't forget about the train. I know. Giraffes stole All right. trains. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we're also going to watch episode one of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Follow Join me us on the next internet, week. At these to the God, because I beat you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Barely. Follow me at Donnie Ohm. Follow us at Giraffes HBT Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank for the music that you are hearing right now. And we will see you guys again next week. Bye. Killed it. Yeah, we definitely killed it. Speaking of trains, I saw a movie yesterday called Snowpiercer. Have you seen it? Is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt as like a hacker or something? No, it's uh, Chris Evans uh, on a train, hmm. a very big train. It's like it a. It's about. But I don't know if I have. It's about like people trying to fix global warming by cooling the Earth, but it worked too well, and the Earth was too cold to live on. So there, there's some people that boarded a train, and the train has like this class system of like the farther up in the train you are, the uh, the more wealthy you are, or whatever. So that's like Chris Evans is in the back of the train where it sucks. And uh, he's trying to, he starts a revolution to move to the front of the train to like uh, murder the engineer or whatever. It's pretty cool. There's a big train and it's just like, it's been, they've been on this train for like 17 years. So that's pretty fun too. Like it's a, you're living on a train. Yeah. It's awesome. I'd recommend that. It's just like them trying to move forward in this train. They have all these ridiculous train cars that don't make any sense it's worth watching i think okay i definitely haven't seen that but you you should check it out (laughs) it's pretty good i mean that is that is true on all trains if you're not in the front you are a lower class citizen of the train you're in the back of the train you gotta stay back there at one point they have a video of how the train came to be like there there's like some school or whatever there's like a school car or something with kids and they're like oh let's watch this video how the train used to be it's like oh this dude wilfred was uh uh, you know when he was a kid he really liked trains he had a passion for trains it's like this kid like with trains like model trains going around him and he's just like i want to live on a train forever and like (laughs) this with dead eyes it's so fucking weird and then he did you know he, he lived on a train forever he built this big train that just fucking goes around the world constantly because you can't leave the train uh or you'll freeze to death cool so there you go yeah he lived out his dream good for him he did yeah yeah his dream of living on a train bohannon would be proud <laughs> well i mean bohannon didn't like trains he just did it as a job then whoever liked trains on that show common would be proud eugene like trains eugene yeah <laughs>